Seven out of ten proctologists recommend listening to The Drew Marshall Show. Throw back the septuvain, open up your eyes. Put on leather, make scarf and Chanel number five. Looking out the window at a snow-covered street. Take a stroll with me Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca and we're live right here in Southern Ontario on Joy 1250. Special guest in studio, Helena Memmi is here in studio. <laughs> Scott McIntyre has come a long way. From his early days as a classical concert pianist to capturing the hearts of millions of American Idol viewers with his engaging presence and vocal prowess. It's a nice word. I love the word prowess. He's never let challenges keep him from achieving his dreams, and one of his dreams was marrying a hot blonde, and they're both here in studio. Scott McIntyre, recording artist and American Idol finalist. Dude! You like Canada. Why are you up here so much, man? I do like Canada. I actually lived in Oakville for a few years right outside of Toronto. What? So, yeah, growing up, 10 years old to 14 years old, so I always have a Canadian strand running through my life. How did you go to school? I actually was homeschooled during that time, and yeah. uh, so I went to college down in Arizona where I live. But how, well, how did you know... That that one of my goals was to marry a hot blonde. That seems kind of. How did, I don't know how you knew that. Well, Research. if it wasn't one of your. By the way, Tim, you don't have a mic. I know. Tim I always has to participate one. in <laughs> in the show, no matter guy. what. Um, I remember the last time you were on our show, and I'm sure it was a memorable memorable occasion for you as well, Scott. I'm sure you haven't uh, gone a day without thinking about us. Not at all. It it has it has pla- it has plagued me and uh, haunted really? me. Really, and uh, I've enjoyed the memories ever really? since. Really, can I just tell you, I did my best to try to punk you today. I don't know if you heard this, but by the way, were you, I don't know if you were listening on the way in, but we we did talk about your hot your hot woman. I I was not listening. I was at an Indian Good. buffet gorging myself, and I'm feeling it now. But uh, holy no, no. cow! Get it? Anybody? No? Okay. I I tried to get a, uh, Danny Goki to phone in because this is this is the setup. This is what we were going to do, and I I have to tell you this because unfortunately it didn't work out. Danny's uh, doing a gig somewhere tonight, and it's right in the middle of setup time and whatever else. But so Come what? On, I, Danny. What I like to do on the show is I like to. Uh, uh, this is how it's going to go. I'd, I'd start talking about American Idol contestants and how they're self-centered and they're arrogant and they, you know, and uh, and, and some of them think that you know the Christians, but they, they it just seems so like really like and like for example Danny Goki, like I don't get the vibe. Like he just seems like a self-centered putz, right? And cha- and his glasses. Ooh, it's all about changing the frames and the colors and the glasses, you know. And I, I don't know. I tried to figure out some way to just absolute talk smack about Danny Goki, and I would watch you squirm and sweat. As as I slammed him, and you, being the nice, stinking guy that you are, would stand up for him, and you'd feel awkward. And you, what are you talking about? Right? You'd do that. I know you'd do that. I would do that. He he is a, he is a great guy. And then at that point, I would say, "Well, Danny, I tried to get him to talk smack, but he wouldn't." And Danny would be on the phone, and you would hear him, and it would be a funny. I got moment. you. Very clever. You see. But uh, that that is too bad. That didn't work out. That's, yeah. You know, Danny got me. T- sorry, it's actually an interview about you. Um, Danny got me tickets t- to go see him because again, he's selfish. Well, my concert way. this Sunday tomorrow is free. I know. So I don't need to get your tickets. Okay, can I just finish my Danny Golke story for a second? Fine. Go ahead. 
<laughs> so I I didn't know is he was opening for someone. I guess I got the email, and he's opening for Taylor Swift. Who? So he's actually open. This is a while ago, right? Or this is this a while ago. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's opening for Need to Breathe, which now is our opening song yes, for our show, Outsiders. So here comes Danny Gokey. And, and uh, we are sitting in the front row dead center at the Air Canada Center. Front row dead center. Dude, I know you may not realize this, but I'm 6'4", 240, and bald. Okay. I'm the creepiest looking human being to be at a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> Trust me. Front row dead center. To the point where the security thought I threw a note up on stage for her. They came up and talked to me. Did you throw anything on stage? What are you talking about? So it turns out there was some kind of a love note that fell out of the bass player's pocket. And they thought it was me, the creepy guy, who threw a note on stage. Just thought I'd share that story. Was, he, was he trying to get it to Taylor, or was that just... <laughs> I don't know. Was that, I'm know, not starting any rumors. The most opportune moment, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Scott McIntyre's here. Scott, listen, thanks for coming in. All right, that's the end of our show. Excellent interview. Just wanted to talk about Danny Gokey. <laughs> You know, Danny actually did a duet with me on my new album. I've heard. Yeah, we just played that. Yeah, well, they wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't. We didn't have headphones on. We just played that as we came in. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Who do you like better, um, Michael W. Smith or Toby Mac? Michael W. Smith, mostly because I've played with him and met him, and yeah, I, I, he was definitely a big influence on me growing up. Although Toby Mac was as well. So yeah, you know. Do you, so are you? You're like a legit Jesus guy. Because some yeah, people go on American television and th- I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, especially on American Idol, it's it's really every season. But my season, you know, I got so many comments. So it must be great that there are so many Christians on the sh- in the top ten this year on the show. And, and it is great if, if nothing else, you know, people are talking about about Jesus and whatnot. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to talk about it on TV and it's another thing behind the, behind the scenes. So there are people that stay the same off camera and there are people that change. And um, I, always, I always hope at least that I'm the same off and on camera. Yeah, well, we all have a little... What, Billy Joel had that song about the stranger. You know, we all have a, a face that we hide away forever, a mask yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think I quoted the lyrics. Uh, it's okay. It's a cool song. It's a cool just song. Just listen to it. You'll know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, just because someone's a jerk doesn't mean they're they're not a Jesus person. No. I, we all, <laughs> right, we all, Tim? <laughs> we, all, we all need to be saved. Right? <laughs> um, Some more than others. Why do you think there's so many Jesus people uh, that, that end up being an idol? Is it because they grew up singing in the church? I think the church is uh, a great place to learn singing, to, to be musical. I mean, you think about it, if you're not growing up in church, I mean, music programs are getting cut left and right in schools these days. Where, where else are you going to, where else are you going to sing, right? For fun. Shower. The shower. That's always a good, I've come up with many song ideas in the shower. Have you? I have. Rubber ducky, you're the one. I didn't write that one. You but, make uh, bad time so much. No. Okay. Was that written in the shower, Drew? Might have been a bathtub, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, yeah. Or is well, that, that, that what you sing, and maybe Herbert. you sing that in the no, shower? Um, do you think that America? Wait, isn't it? Isn't it done? I'm sorry, I don't watch television anymore. It's isn't it ending. Finished? This is the last season coming up, so I feel like I'm a permanent part of history now. You, you know? are. It's kind of a cool thing, man. Yeah. What, you, are what, you sick of the? Hey, you're American Idol guy. Are you sick of it? No, no, not at all. And I, I get the range. I get everything from, you know, people come in a restaurant. You know, hey, it's it's Scott McIntyre. I love your music. To uh, to it's the American Idol guy, or it's the blind guy from American Idol. <laughs> or did you go to my high school? I'm pretty sure you went to my high school. 
Uh, no, you didn't go to my yeah. high school. So it's it's, Ooh. and I like to have fun with people. I like to not tell them right away. Yeah. And then they they gradually, you know, they keep just it drives them crazy. They think I went to their high school, and then eventually they they figure it out. I get people coming up asking if I was in the same cell block as they were in, <laughs> uh, the same parole officer stuff like that. Um, do you, you have any? anecdotes about the judges, because we all want to talk about the judges. Not we all, but most people want to, American Idol, we talk about the judges. And i got to say, speaking of the judges, uh, let's talk about Danny Goki some more. No, speaking of the judges, I think that the last three, the three they, that they have now, like Harry Conehead and uh, who's who's the chick now? Who's the, is there uh, a chick? The one that sings. Thanks, Tips. I don't know who the chick is now. I can't remember. I, I've been trapped. Who, yeah, who is it? Is it J Lo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it still J Lo? Yeah. Okay, okay so right. her I, and then who's the other third? Um, Keith Urban. Keith yeah. Urban, who I love on the show. I think Dude, I really like those three. Yeah, as she, you do? Like, they just, I do. I don't feel like they've ever quite managed to fill the shoes of the original three. And no, that, that goes for anyone. Anyway. No, I actually loved Steven Tyler on the show. That I was, was just going to say. Yeah, he's been my but favorite. he he had a little clowny thing happen in there. I I like the the critique that Conehead gives. He's very accurate with his stuff. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got to have the encouragement. You know, pretty woman saying nice stuff and then um uh keith urban he's 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 nice he says nice stuff nice too stuff. i feel like they all say nice stuff so what you're saying, saying is we're missing a jerk yeah so there's an opening for me yeah well yeah okay all right <laughs> all right do you think that uh, your your career will sort of Stay in the CCM market. Are you now, you know, sort of there? Is that you know? I I do. uh, That's definitely what uh, what you know. The music I'm making these days, and I still do a lot of mainstream events. I still do a lot of events for causes that are not necessarily related to the CCM market. So um, I think because of Idol, there will always be a huge part of my career that'll just be, you know, inspiring to people wherever you come from, whatever you believe. Um, but I am a Christian, and my my faith. I mean, you know, I went through my second kidney transplant this year. I heard, and, like, and uh, pretty recently. Yeah, in June, and it was an anonymous donor who donated their kidney to me, and so I went through this surgery, my my second one, not knowing who was saving my life. And uh, it takes a lot of lot of faith to go through a surgery like that, and just just trusting. You know, this person wanted to give me this gift. Never did anything to deserve it. Never knew who she was, and. Um, my my faith has played a huge role in my in my life, and I like to write about what I've experienced and hopefully encourage other people through that. So that's that's why uh, my faith definitely plays into my music for sure. So your latest project, Lighthouse. Yep. I'm yep. assuming you you know some songs on that uh, album have something to do with the kidney transplant and the stuff. Yeah, you, you know, it was crazy. And the hope the, and the faith and. The I'm, songs, not, I'm not the doing a good job summarizing on, no, this. No, no, the songs on Lighthouse really, uh, you know, when I when I write songs, especially the Nashville way, you know, it's sometimes you don't write out of emotion. You write out of trying to turn a cool idea into a song, right? So you're trying to inspire people or connect with people in a new way. But the songs on Lighthouse really did come from a deep place for me. And then uh, three days before the album came out, that's when I was put back on the waiting list for an organ transplant for wow. a deceased donor. And um, I ended up getting a live donor giving their kidney to me. But all of a sudden, the songs like Lighthouse and these other songs on on the Lighthouse album really started ministering to me. And I never thought that was going to be the case when I wrote these. But they just really touched my heart and kind of gave back to me. And uh, so it's it's had a, a big impact on me, and I hope other people have, have been inspired by it, too. What was that Will Smith movie where he donated his body parts? Um, Nine pounds or seven pounds or something like that? 
It was about his brain. Like it had it referenced yeah. the, the weight of his brain or something. Okay, so I, I, I kind of want to get to this in the conversation. I haven't seen that one. Don't yet. you? <laughs> so six weeks after I got to meet my kidney donor, and we walked into the room, Drew, and Christina immediately recognized the lady, which is weird because, you know, she was anonymous. But, but unbeknownst to me or my wife, we had been in the same waiting rooms with Misty. I'd had my blood drawn right next to this girl without ever knowing it. She knew who I was. She's 27. She has three kids. Crazy. Like, you'd think they would put our appointments somewhat away from each other, right? You know, yeah. we're like having EKGs, and they put us right together, and it's supposed to be anonymous. And so Christina's seeing this, you know, this, this lady or this couple or, you know, I don't know if her kids are there or her family, but, right. you know, we just thought that can't be the person. You know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't put us together. Yeah. And, uh, and then, she, you know, Christina recognized her and uh, I just gave her a hug and said, you saved my life. I mean, like, what do you say? You know, what it's, uh, it, was, it was pretty humbling. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. It's, when I think of, okay, so everyone would hear that story and go, what would I do? How would I react to that? You, you would think that there would be this weird, supernaturally kind of bond. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have her kidney. It's, I mean, think about that. It's kind of weird. My first kidney was given by a viola player. And does I that, does I, that, okay, this is where I want to go. This is exactly where I want to go. Okay. When you get a body part from someone, do you, do you get anything else? Because there's people in the Jesus scene that, that say, you know, there's like soul ties. and th- You know, if you, if you get something from somebody else, you may get some, something else from somebody else. Wow. Did that make any sense to you at all? No. That, I'm sure that made sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> but what, my what, what I will say but, is yeah. that I have not taken up the viola yet. No. Okay. And haven't done any, anything else weird. So. so listen, how are you? Like <laughs> physically, how are you? Are you okay? Are it's, you doing good? Or I am, what? I'm doing great. You know, it's amazing. When you give your body the organ that it needs, that it's missing, everything goes back immediately the next day. All the blood work looks normal. You have energy. If it weren't for the nine plus inch incision in my stomach, I could have done a concert the next day. Really? Wow. Yeah. But I had the, I had the incision. So yeah, but you do. Yeah, okay. All right. A little tricky. Um, I would like to talk about someone else do you mind not at all not at all christina what do you know about this lady what do you really know about her (laughs) um let's see there's so so many ways i could go with that how long have you been together we've been together for well officially like six years and we just had our four-year wedding anniversary so when uh in august okay so do you remember the date yes uh, can you say it? August 18th, 2011. I wanted him to just struggle here, man. <laughs> Trying to throw him under the but bus. See, yep. see I, I said yes, but I didn't give you the date. on your, And then you had to ask me again, can you say it? Yeah. And in that time, I thought in it. my mind, <laughs> is that the right date? <laughs> I escaped that one. Right? That's uh, called your inner monologue. You're supposed to keep Cri- that inside. Christina? Yeah, it's fun when Cri- it comes out. Christina, tell us about the proposal. How did the proposal happen? Scott is a romantic at heart, so we were at an English afternoon tea at the Phoenician in Scottsdale. Of course you were. Uh, He's having tea and scones, yes. So there were three courses, including a course of scones, and usually that's where this tea ends, but this time the lady brought out a tray with rose petals on it on a silver platter with a little box, and she said, we have a fourth course for you. And she brought it over, and Scott got down on one knee and proposed and there were musical theater tunes being played by a live pianist in the room at the what same time. it was pretty amazing <laughs> did you set all this up man yes i set all, all everything up 
You are a mushbag. I eh? even hired the musical theater pianist player just for the... No. Do you have a subscription to Hallmark Channel? Because this is gold. (laughs) I I do not. But uh, a lot of people have wanted to turn my story into a Hallmark movie. So we'll see if that ever happens. But uh, Who's going to play you? uh, I don't know. You you have any ideas? Brad Pitt. No, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, we could take a vote. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. You know, he's got soul. But uh, I, soul. I am a hopeless romantic at heart, and I, I don't know if the tea thing was the Simon Cowell coming out of me, or if it's, I live. I did live in England for a year, so. But I've always liked tea, and I knew I knew she liked that. And this is just a special place. It was at the Phoenician, this beautiful resort in Arizona, and uh, I, I proposed. I want to let everyone know about this gig tonight. Uh, first of all, he, uh, he Scott McIntyre, will be performing uh, during the morning services at Baby Glen Church uh, tomorrow in Thornhill. Admission is free, uh, but it would, you know, I don't know, maybe, would it be good if they put some coin in the plate or buy a CD or something like that? No, if you, if you want to support the church. Oh, but yeah. I will have... I will. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you find that funny. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm I don't get out much. No, no, no. <sighs> okay. Totally kidding. I'm back. I will have my CDs. Well, we have uh, the Christmas CD, Christmas in Paris. And uh, we have my new uh, regular album, Lighthouse. And I also wrote a book called By Faith, Not By Sight that, um, you know, a lot of the messages I talk about in my speeches, I do a lot of speaking as well, uh, I kind of draw from the book. So it will be tomorrow. Um, in Thornhill at Bayview Glen Church, 9.15 and 11 a.m. If anyone wants to come, we'll be doing some Christmas music, some other music, music from the album. Um, magic tricks. Maybe some magic tricks. Okay. All right. I like, I like that church. It's a very comfortable church, and I've said to many people uh, who I know that when I die, that's where I want my funeral, because it's going to be a long, really? how did long you ch- service. How did you choose Bayview you, Glen? It's comfortable. The seats are comfortable. In my service, people are going to be talking about me for a long time. It's going to be like a three-hour service. It's not going to be in the church. We're going to be doing And we'll serve scones. And Love it. Love it. Um, did, um, I, uh, this is, I don't even know if I should ask this, but i got to finish on a weird note, right? <laughs> so here we go. We've talked about this before, and I, and I know people talk about this, but let's just get to it. How blind are you? I am almost completely blind. And it's not a weird question, by the way. Okay. But I have about. Wait, can you? Can I look at your eyes? Does that because you got sunglasses on? Am I able to see them? Does you that can, yeah. does that feel bad for you? Okay, no. Gee, you very attractive eyes. Thank oh you. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Drew. Move a little closer. <laughs> um, so, and can you see anything about me? No, not really? right. Not right now. If, Lucky um, you. If I had a, a picture of you and the contrast was good and the lighting was good. See, this, this is the oh, thing. Oh, I remember I, you saying this. You hold it up real close, right? Yeah. So, so real quick, I have two degrees of tunnel vision instead of 180 degrees. So it's a pinhole of vision. It's like the size of a mouse cursor on a computer screen. Uh, so I don't recognize people when they walk up to me by their face. I, it's all the voice to me and aud- audio, but auditory. But it, it's funny because when I see a picture of someone... Uh, over and over and over again, for instance, I signed probably thou- you know, 10,000 10, or more pictures of the top 10 of American Idol that year mm-hmm. because we had a lot of meet and greets, lots of, you know, lots of... A lot of shaking howies. Yeah, lots of uh, schmoozing and, you know, for, for the Idol companies. And uh, so I actually got to know the faces of the top 10 more than I would have otherwise. And I know the faces of my family and Christina a little bit, but, you know... Uh, I don't know your face. What's better that way, really? When did you discover that Christina was smoking hot? I've always had a thing for blondes. And that sound that sounds uh weird. It sounds so superficial. It's, and I my, bro- were, and my brother were had a thing deep. for brunettes, so we kind of 
you know, we covered the the the, the different areas there. But Do Christina, she was she she kind of had a, a lilting voice about her. We met in a musical. She does have a great when she spoke into the mic. Oh, I yeah. thought that was it right there for when you. When you listen it? to that back yeah. later, yeah, it's gonna be it's so smooth. It's yep. like so. Uh, we met in in this production of The Music Man at our church, and uh, I think I just the first thing I just really really liked her voice. It was so sweet, and she was you know kind of flirting with me a little, and she was you know she was she was fourteen, I was seventeen, so easy now. It was that uh, we were just friends. Is that illegal? No. Okay. I didn't turn eighteen until after the uh, the play. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are funny. Uh, now, on a serious, uh, believe it or not, a serious note, does the blindness affect the marriage because everyone looks at you two and goes oh sweet he's the blind guy from american idol she's a pretty blonde and they're touring and talking about jesus and it's all kumbaya but i've heard from other like i i uh, uh christy um uh, healy uh has been on our show a couple times okay. we, we became uh, acquaintances jeff healy's uh, widow and uh it was not all a cakewalk it wasn't the blindness as i keep calling it uh, I, I, Why do you always say that with an accent? I don't what, know. What, I don't that, know what that, does that is. make it a little when easier? When I went on the Google... Broach uh, the subject. <laughs> <laughs> the blindness. <laughs> Let's talk about the blindness. The blindness. <laughs> um, it's... It, it's got to have an impact. So let's just go, Christina. Yes? Does this, is, this, is he a pain in the butt because he's blind? No. Oh. It is different, though. We do have to do things differently than some couples, so... Obviously, because he can't drive, I have to do a lot of... That's a pain. Well, I have to do the errands or he'll come with me, but we may trade off and he'll empty the dishwasher while I go grab the mail from but the But does he box. suck at, at emptying the dishwasher because he puts <laughs> stuff in the wrong places? He does not, you know, but we do have to spend more time working together on things. He may not know if I rearrange the kitchen where everything is, so I need to share that with him. He just won't pick up on it right away. And I have to make sure to close cabinet doors and not leave the vacuum in the middle of the of the room. Unless you're mad at him. Well, I, I try not to be that mean. That's a little low. <laughs> you, you pull a Dick Van Dyke on him. <laughs> over it. Never mind. Um, when was the last time you got angry at him because there was a blind thing happening? There, I did it again. The blind <laughs> thing. Hey, when was the last time? I don't think I get angry at him. Come on. <laughs> I don't. I know. It sounds kind of crazy. I but want this interview to have a little trash in it. Just a little bit. I, I don't think she's ever been angry because I'm yeah. No, I think like I have a lot more patience than I thought I would have before we got married. And who to thunk when you were a thirteen-year-old girl dreaming about your future husband and wedding and you know that going down the that you'd be married to? First of all, a superstar. Second of all, a blind guy. Well, I mean, we were, I keep saying blind. Am I an idiot? No. Do you want to pound me right now? No, not at all. I think I'd lose <laughs> if I, uh, from what I hear about you. No, Drew's wearing glasses. Yes, I am. Oh, well, that changes everything. No, but who to, who to thunk, right? Well, we what? were friends, so him being on American Idol was, was cool, but for me, he was still Scott McIntyre, my Right, friend. so you were friends before he became a big deal. Yes, Which we were makes friends. him trust you more, as opposed to some chick coming in wanting to capitalize on the fame. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I is so. angry the wrong word? Is it better maybe frustrated? Do you find yourself getting really frustrated sometimes? I think when I'm sick and I want to go to the doctor and I have to drive myself, you know, it'd be like, you know what? It would be nice yeah. if I didn't have to since I'm not feeling well. But beyond something like that, I mean, I, I 
don't blame him for it. So it may just be more like, man, this is a little harder. You know, it, it may be just a little bit more difficult. And we have to plan ahead, but we have to have, you know, friends and family and people we can trust to help us because we can't do everything by ourselves as a couple all the time. For yeah. instance, with his transplant, we needed help. I couldn't do it all. So we had great people come from our church to bring us meals. And, you know, if yeah. I couldn't drive Scott to an appointment. We had someone as a backup. So we are a team, but we need to look beyond ourselves and broaden our community to have people around us who can help us out. I'm looking at the time, Elena, and I just want to be mindful of things. So let me just finish with this, okay? Are things going to get worse for you physically? Is that the the the, the downside to this whole deal? No, actually, uh, I've put on about 50 pounds since So have I, but that's got nothing to... <laughs> since 50 pounds, really? Since June. So I was about, one, you know, 142, and I, I broke the 200 barrier. But you're not... This is going to get worse and worse and worse kind of thing, is it? As far as the kidney stuff? No, as far as just you, period, your health, the whole thing. No, actually, well, as you get older, you know... No, aside your, from that, yeah. Your body's changed, but aside from that, no. I mean, I was uh, before... Misty gave her, her kidney to me. I was uh, having leg cramps. I was having gout attacks. I, I was losing my appetite. Just all, I, couldn't, I couldn't even walk around the block near the end without you know, major uh, right. side effects happening the next day or the next few days. So after the transplant, I have my appetite back. I have a little too much of an appetite. All the, all the weird pains and aches go away. Um, it's it's not a cure. A transplant is not a cure. I have to, you know, there's lifelong medication regimes that I'm on, but it's much better than dialysis, um, which a lot of people are still on. There's actually, you know, over 100,000 people who need organ transplants, and 90,000 plus of those are waiting for a kidney. So, And I'm telling you, we talk about this in the show every once in a while. If you're a religious person, a God person, or whatever, and you're thinking, oh, you know, God doesn't want me to, to you know, give up parts of my body, it, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Well, I think I think organ donation is one of the coolest parallels to what Christ did for the world when he, when he died on the cross. Because it's like, here's here's this woman, Misty again, who and my first donor, by the way, Patricia, who um, Misty particularly, though, I never met, never did anything for the, this girl, never yeah, did anything yeah. to deserve it. And yet she gave freely so that I could live. And I just I think that's I think that's crazy. All right. Well, Scott, listen, thank you again for making the trip into the studio. It's a real honor and a pleasure to have you here. I, as much as I give you a hard time, I the reason I give you a hard time is because I know you can roll with it. But I, I actually kind of like you. Uh, Scott, I, I kind of like you, Stop. Too, yeah. Stop it. Scott with two Ts, McIntyre, M-A-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E, scottmcintyre.com. Again, Scott will be performing the morning services tomorrow at Baby Glen Church, uh, December 13th, Thornhill, Ontario. Admission is free. Go check it out. Go buy a CD. Support the guy. Be, be ministered to because uh, the guy's a good communicator, great communicator, actually. Of course, his book, By Faith, Not By Sight, and uh, latest uh, CD you want to grab is Lighthouse. There's also Christmas tunes, and I'm sure there's keychains and frisbees you can get as well. But there's actually the- also a podcast. Come on. It's called Two Blind Men. Don't be cutting into my turf. Just l- listen to that title for Two Blind Men. <sighs> Are you curious? Who's the other blind man? The other blind man is a blind man from Atlanta. But uh, we we just we got an amazing guest for our December episode. Can you guess who it is? Stevie Wonder. No, it's it's actually someone from the North Pole. We actually got Santa to be on the Two Blind Men podcast. I'm excited. I'm so, excited. So check it out. I'm excited. Scott McIntyre, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you so it so much for having me, Drew. We'll be right back. changing 
Test of time, you are my constant. Name. 